Hello and welcome to the Sports Shows Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Tyler. And the trials are in the final four. Okay, so it's really awesome. So um, we're going to review all four games that the Tar Heels have played, starting with the first round. Um, so yeah, in the first round, um, the Tar Heels blew out Marquette. 95 to 63. Um, uh, Leaky Black and Caleb Love both played 34 minutes. Um, I think Manic, Brady Manic, um, was their leading scorer. He had 28 points, um, 11 rebounds, so he had a double double. So did Armando Baycott. He had 17 points and 10 rebounds. And then uh, Puff Johnson had eleven had points. eleven points and three rebounds. Also, um, Donches Styles he had um, a bunch of playing time. He had fourteen minutes. He had six points, six rebounds, six rebounds in in um, one assist. And Caleb Love was following close behind Brady Manick with twenty three points. And, um, only one assist, though. But, um, R.J. Davis had 12 assists, Mm -hmm. which is really surprising. Um, so, yeah, the Tar Heels just, um, absolutely blew out Marquette that game. Um, so, yeah, that was, I mean, pretty much it. Um, what do you think about that game, Caleb? I just think that Marquette, uh... That Wojo left last year, and ever since that, they've just been down. They're okay this season. They got at least got in the tournament, but then Carolina killed them. It was just Carolina just played amazing, and then in the second round, Carolina knocked off the one seed Baylor Bears. Uh huh. So um. It was amazing. It went into overtime. Carolina was up big pretty much the whole game, but then Brady Manick got ejected. Um, yeah, what do you think about that ejection, Caleb? Do you think, I mean, do you think it was a foul, or what do you think? It it, it might have been a flagrant one, but 100% not a flagrant two. He was going for a rebound. I mean, he did it on purpose. He, he might have done it on purpose, but... He, he was going up for the rebound, and he elbowed, uh, he elbowed Jeremy Sohan in the face, and they called a flagrant two on him, and he got ejected. Yeah. And, uh, so the game went into overtime when it was tied at 80, and then Carolina went on a little run at, right at the beginning, and Baylor couldn't keep up. Yeah, um, and. I definitely, definitely think... The thing Brady Manic did was a foul, but um, right before Brady Manic did that, um, number one he just shoved him a little. Yeah. And, Jeremy Sohan. Yeah, and um, Baycott, I mean Brady Manic tried was like trying to get him back, and um, um, someone said that um in the uh locker room I think it was where Brady Manic had to go um to watch the game. When he got ejected, he broke a trash can. Yeah, and so, you know what's terrible? In the locker room, they have, like, a Jumbotron-type-style TV with no sound. So it must have been terrible for him to watch the rest of that game. 
Yeah. Yeah, and he still was their second leading scorer with 26 points. R.J. Davis played amazing. He played the whole entire game, even all five minutes of overtime. Yeah. Armando Baker and Leaky Black played all of regulation, but not all over overtime. Yeah, and Dantres Styles, he had... He he was in the game for twenty oh, yeah, twenty five minutes. Also, because also Caleb Love fouled out with only five points, and Brady Manick was ejected. Yeah, so Doncic Styles he had nine points, um, three re- rebounds and one assist. He was in for twenty five minutes of the game. He did really amazing, and um, probably the best thing he did was at the very beginning of overtime, the fair the very first place play of overtime he um made a three which was pretty awesome and then with like two minutes left in overtime they went back and reviewed if it was a three or not but they kept it as a three yeah um and also baycott got another double double that game 15.16 rebounds and he had four assist assists also and um leaky black i mean he had five boards and six assists he he um he he just did re- really really well, um, so yeah. Yeah, and that advanced Carolina to the Sweet Sixteen, t- Sweet Sixteen, sorry, where they faced number four UCLA. The final score was seventy three to sixty six, and Carolina ca- came out victorious. Yeah, um, Brady Manick. I mean, he was kind of off at the end of that game, but he had 13 points, 9 rebounds, um, and 2 assists. Armando Baycott um, had another double-double, um, 14 points and 15 rebounds. Um, Caleb Love had 30 points. He did amazing. He played the whole entire game. Yeah, I think it was one of his best games he's um, ever played in his whole career. Yeah, so, and there, so, Caleb Love ha- hit the first shot of the game. It was a three. And he didn't score at all in the rest of the first half, and then he scored 27 points in the second half. Yeah. And he changed his shoes at halftime, and, and because he doesn't play well in his black shoes, so he changed to his Carolina blue ones. Yeah. Um... And R.J. Davis, he didn't have much assists, but he had 12 points. Um, Puff Johnson played for 11 minutes, but he only had two boards and two points. Um, so, yeah, that's about it for um, UNC versus UCLA. Um, so, yeah, that um, made the Tar Heels advance to the um, elite Eight, where they faced the uh Saint the Saint Peter's team, which I think we should talk a little bit about Saint Peter's um right now. So in the first round, Saint Peter's played number two Kentucky. Yeah, number two Kentucky with the best rebounder in the league, Oscar Sheebway. Yeah, um, everyone thought Kentucky would just you know whoop them, but Saint Peter's. Um, just came out with the win, 85-79. Everyone was shocked, um, by the win of St. Peter's. And, but then, after they won, everyone was just like, 
they just lose in the next round. Yeah, I got good for them. They beat a two seed. And they'll probably lose again. But then they faced Saint the Saint the sorry, the Murray State Racers, I think that's their mascot. Yeah. Yeah, Murray State Racers. And um they kn- knocked them out. They won by 10 points. 70 to 60. Um, it was just another great win for St. Peter's. They just did really, really well um, against Murray State. So everyone was extremely surprised that um, St. Peter's, the number 15 seed, got to the second round. No one would thought and that they, would happen. And they got to the third round. Yeah. Um, and then they faced... The Purdue Boilermakers. No, nobody thought that St. Peter's would win. Yeah. But so, like, every, I was thinking, and most people were thinking, why doesn't Purdue play their both of their big guys, Zach Eady and Travion Williams, at the same time? Yeah. They never do it. Yeah, cause cause St. Peter's, like, they pretty much have all guards. Basically, they have no, and they have men. a they have a the the two Drame twins, Fusiani Drame and Hassan Drame, number ten numbers ten and fourteen. They're both very good. Number ten and twenty four. No, fourteen and ten. Oh yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. Yeah, so um, their best player is probably Daryl Banks Banks the third, number five. Him and Matthew, it's either him or Matthew, Matthew Lee. But, but my favorite um player, he doesn't even start. He's a, I think he's their sixth man. Um, Doug Eater. Eder, Doug Eder, number 25. Yeah, um, this tournament, he's just been so clutch against, um, against, uh, Kentucky. Against, he had 20 points. Yeah, against Kentucky, against Purdue. And against Murray State. Yeah, against Purdue he had 10 points, uh, 3 rebounds, and 1 assist. He didn't do great, but um, he just did really, really good. And um, so, yeah. But let's go back to talking about the Tar Heels because in... Because in the Elite Eight... Oh, yeah, in St. Peter's, after beating... Purdue, by the way, the final score is 67 to 64. They are the first ever 15 seed to advance to, to the, the Elite Eight, eight where yeah. they played the UNC Tar Heels. Yeah, so um, the Tar Heels, they just um, did really, really well. They um, had Brady Manick, who almost played the whole entire game. He had He played 30... Nine minutes. He had nineteen points, eight rebounds. Armando Baycott comes home with yet another double double. Yeah. This time so dominant, twenty points and twenty two rebounds. Yeah, R.J. Davis with nine points, four assists, four um no three no, assists. yeah yeah three assists, four rebounds. Kill I mean yeah Kill Bluff. He suited pretty pretty good. Fourteen points, yeah, four, four assists, four rebounds. Yeah. So, um those are pretty much the key players for the North Carolina Tarios. And for the first time ever, um 
in in any any year um any time that the North Carolina Tar Heels will play Duke um so yeah that's pretty crazy it's coach K's um last year and if the Tar Heels can pull it off it will be coach K's, K's last, last game, game. yes it, that will make history um i really hope that uh they will send coach K home coach K will go packing home against UNC yeah on saturday night at 8:49 at 8:49 um the winner of UNC Duke will be will will um play the winner of Villanova Kansas who play right before yeah that will play right before that game so um Caleb, who do you want who do you want um for the tar if the Tar Heels would beat Duke who would you want them to play Villanova or Kansas I would probably say Villanova because our guards, Caleb Love and RJ Davis, can slow down Colin Gillespie. Colin Gillespie is one of the best guards in the nation. He plays for Villanova, and he's one of the best free throw shooters in the nation. Villanova is the the best free throw shooting team. Yeah. No doubt. And um, I think that uh, I wouldn't play Kansas because they they're big. They're big guy. Uh. McCormick, Abaji, and and Ochai Abaji would just if Ochai Abaji would go off, then we wouldn't really Carolina wouldn't really have a chance. And Christian Brown is a very good player. Yeah, um, I think I'd um also play Villanova because in 2016 in the national championship, um, the North Carolina Tar Heels lost. At the buzzer beater. Yeah, for um at the buzzer against Villanova um in two thousand sixteen in the national championship. So I want the Tar Heels to get revenge on them and um I think it'd be really, really cool if we could top Duke and um beat Villanova in the championship. That'd just be amazing um for this season. So um yeah. Caleb, who do you think are some Key players that um will have to do good against Duke. Just um, their Duke's game plan is to get Armando Baycott in foul trouble. That is their plan, one hundred percent, and they're gonna be flopping all over the place. So we need a we need Manic to get aggressive, RJ to get aggressive. We need we need the good side of Caleb Love. The last game against Duke, we put Leaky Black on AJ Griffin, and he only had like, like, twelve points. So we need to put Leaky Black on AJ Griffin again. And I think that Brady Manic can slow down Paulo Boncaro, and that our guard play is very good. And then we'll beat Duke. Yeah, I also think that we just need to feed it to Brady Manic, um, outside the three-point line. Or feed it um, down low on the um, baseline because he's monstrous, monstrous in those um, two places. And I just think if we can feed him to those two places, that he'll just give us some points. And I also think 
Um, we need to give the ball to R.J. Davis. You know, he's really, really fast. Um, he can handle the ball really well, and really well, and he's a um, dimer. So I think if we can give it to R.J. Davis and Brady Manick, we could win the game. And also, we should um, give it to Baycott so he can post up on uh, Paul Boncaro. And Mark Williams. And Mark Williams. Um, Williams, which um, those two people will probably guard um, Baycott. So those are the key players I think um, can help us win the game. Also, I think um, Leaky Black, if he can just lock down um, people. AJ Griffin. Yeah, AJ Griffin, or he might even guard Paul Boncaro, then we'll, we'll, we'll definitely win the game. Um, so it's time for our... Players of the day. Okay, so first our Carolina player of the day is R.J. Davis. Yeah, R.J. Davis, he averages 13.4 points, um, which he, I, I think he's a very good scorer. Um, and, Caleb, what do you like about um, I like, R.J. Davis? I like that he's just very quick and he can make great decisions at the basketball and that uh his leadership on the court is very well yeah um i also like him because he you know um he's a great passer great ball handler great free throw shooter yeah also a great free throw shooter um and i just think he's a great great um player for the Tar Heels. He is a sophomore, and he is six feet tall, one hundred seventy-five pounds, and he is from New York. Yeah, and he he's number four, and he's a point guard. Yeah, so he also um averages four rebounds and three three assists and forty-two um point nine field goal percentage. Mhm. And uh. That is about it for R.J. Davis. Now, we have Gordon Hayward is our Hornets player of the day. And he averages 16 points a game, 4.6 rebounds, and 3.6 assists. Yeah. Um, he's just a great player for the Hornets. He doesn't start, I don't think. Be well, he, he would start, but he's been in he's injured right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's, um, six, six, seven, and he's two, he weighs 225 pounds, um, and in college he, he, um, went to Butler, mm -hmm. so I think he's a very, very good, um, player for the Hornets, um, but I think... He, um, they need... Wait, is he out for the year? Do you know? Uh, I don't know, but, uh, he is... He is... He was drafted in 2010, the ninth pick by the Jazz. He has also been on the Celtics and now the Hornets. Yeah, um, and I think if the Hornets will make it if the Hornets make it to the playoffs, I think that they'll definitely definitely need Gordon Hayward because 
when it comes playoff time, they just um, need uh, good players like Gordon Hayward, and they would definitely win games um, when Gordon Hayward is on the court. Right now, their record is 40 and 37, so they're not bad. But, um, Gordon, I think Gordon Hayward is listed as. I just found out that Gordon Hayward is listed as pro, pro, probable for tomorrow's game against 76ers. Yeah. So, yeah. And they'll play at 12 30 p.m. tomorrow. Um,. And, Caleb, what do you think about the game tomorrow against the 76ers? I think that uh, <coughs> Mason Plumley will have to shut down Joel Embiid because he's one of the best. He's probably the one of the best centers in the NBA right now. And uh, Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball have to shut down Tyrese Maxey and James Harden. Yeah. Um, if you could predict the score of this game, what would you think it would be? Um, I would, I'm probably going to go 111 to one, 103. I actually think that the 76ers will come home with the win. Um, I think the, the I think score it'll be, will be... A, a very high scoring game. I think the score will be 104 to 96 and I think um I think the Hornets are definitely capable of um pulling out the win. So 104 to uh uh 96. Uh, I believe that is all for this episode. Remember, this is the Sports Boys Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Tyler. And we'll see you next episode.